Next on BYU Sports Nation, another West Coast Conference title for BYU Athletics. Which team needs a WCC title next? Ashley Thompson of the West Coast Conference champion BYU softball team joins us after the Cougars win the conference again. Plus, Matt Brown of SB Nation on what he learned about the role of BYU TV in potential Big 12 expansion. Jerem's eyes are perking up again. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hello, everyone. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Monday, May 16th. Wherever and however you have so chosen to dial in, it is fabulous to have you with us here. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the recently self-taught Bobcat operator, Jerem Jordan. Okay, I've never had more more fun in my life. Uh, We're working on getting grass in our yard, right? So I have this hill in the backyard, and we needed to take it out. So we rented a Bobcat. I don't know how to do anything. I I am not skilled in, uh, I don't know, uh, mechanics and machinery and anything to do with that. Until now. Well, I rented a but anyone can rent a bobcat. It was the most fun I've had in my entire life. It was so awesome. And someone told me that uh, there was an idea on Shark Tank where there's like an adult sandbox and you get legit construction equipment and move stuff around. <laughs> that sounds so fun. I hope they bring one. You to have Utah. an adult sized sandbox in your backyard right now. Hopefully not uh, for much longer. But it was a ton of fun. Spent time Friday night and uh, a lot of Saturday. Would so. you rent it again just to rent it? No, because it's too expensive just to rent it. <laughs> what if you went in on it with like stuff. a bunch of your buddies? Like, oh. is this something you could split the were, cost of like across yeah, five guys? Because you can rent it all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'd need a ton of dirt to be able to move around, and then you'd probably say, "Okay, we need to make this huge pile. Then what are we going to do with it?" And then we, yeah, you'd have to have strategy there. If you get to that the point where you are renting a bobcat and taking it to a random big dirt pile field with yeah. five of your buddies, yeah. You're probably living in Cheyenne, Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a regular Saturday <laughs> afternoon for some. <laughs> I'm no, just it was. It we was love awesome. Wyoming. We love Wyoming. Part of BYU Sports Nation. Uh, some of Wyoming. Yeah, <laughs> there's a certain city that's we're not as big a fan. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU softball back in the NCAA yeah. tournament. Yeah. Give it up. Yeah. They will face the 15th seeded Missouri Tigers. In the Columbia Regional Thursday at 8 Eastern, you can watch it on ESPN2. The Cougars clinched their third straight, excuse me, fifth straight West Coast Conference. No, it's third straight because they were in different conferences the two years before that. Yeah. After beating San Diego in 12 innings on Friday, thanks to a game-winning RBI from Gordy Bravo. Well, well, well. The karma had slept, took a nap, and it is back. There you go. Yeah. You can hear I I wish that was the BYU's. BYU men's course or vocal point, but it's just random. It's kind of general. <laughs> BYU baseball won both Friday and Saturday at San Francisco to take the series 2-1. They've now clinched a berth in the West Coast Conference tournament. It's a four-team tournament. And they're one game back of Gonzaga with three to go. BYU plays Santa Clara this weekend. But first, the Cougars play the Utes in Salt Lake tomorrow, 9 Eastern on BYU Radio and the Pac-12 Network. Just beat Utah. Patrick Fishburn of the BYU men's golf team tees off today at the NCAA Regionals in New Mexico. He's one of five individual golfers in the tournament. Fishburne scheduled to start the first round later this hour 
Uh, we'll keep you updated on BYU Sports Nation as he progresses throughout that tournament. And staying with golf, Daniel Summerhays finished tied for 23rd in the Players' Championship. At 4-under, Zach Blair finished tied for 49th at 1-over. Summerhays is now 65th in the FedEx Cup standings. Blair is 70th. And coming up, we will tell you the line that just came out for the BYU-Utah game. Utah is favored, but by how much? We will tell you coming Please. up. Did you see the hole-in-one, by the way, at that PGA tournament on the famous 17th green at TPC Sawgrass? Oh, man, did I? No, I didn't see it. You, the celebration by the dude after. He was playing with Daniel Summerhays, which mm. is why I was paying attention to it. The celebration is pretty funny. Look it up on YouTube if you haven't seen it. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Conference Championship. BYU softball does it again. All they do is win conference championships. It's ridiculous. I asked Tom Homo a little while ago during a softball broadcast, why do you like this team? And he's like, because they just win. They just keep winning and winning some more. BYU baseball, as Jerem just mentioned, they won the series against San Francisco after dropping Thursday's game and qualified for the West Coast Conference Tournament. This is a good start. BYU overall, since joining the West Coast Conference five years ago, you ready for this, Jerem, has enjoyed a plethora of success. Absolutely they have. It's been awesome. It's been... In most of the sports, not all. Outstanding. There's one big one that sticks out. The Cougars are on the verge of winning the West Coast Conference Commissioner's Cup for the fourth straight year, which... Where's this cup, by the way? ...ranks the overall athletic department success of each of the 10 WCC schools. He wins this every year. Where is it? Yeah, do you store it... Is it prominently placed? ...in Legacy Hall? I haven't seen it. Is can it we put it on our cup? desk? Is it a trophy? Like, yeah, like what? Can we get the West Coast Conference Commissioner's Cup it? and display it on BYU Sports Nation? We got the MPSF title right there. <laughs> BYU doesn't care about it because it's what they're doing. <laughs> Maybe they care about the Commissioner's Cup. I don't know. The point is BYU has been so successful. In the last five years, look at what the following programs have done. And we're talking conference championships in general. So West Coast Conference or in men's volleyball case, the MPSF. The Federation. Softball, five titles in the last five years. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Softball has won eight consecutive conference championships. Eight? This is the most consistent program on campus in terms of winning their league. There have been other um, teams like volleyball that have made the Sweet 16 National Championship game uh, the last four years. I I would argue that women's volleyball is the best, uh, most consistent program, men or women, on campus right now. But the women, bring it, man. Softball, women's volleyball, women's soccer. They're the top three in terms of West Coast Conference championships on campus. So nicely done. Yeah, listen to these numbers. Soccer, four titles in five years, four straight. Women's volleyball, three WCC titles. Men's volleyball, three titles. Women's hoops have won one regular season title just this past year, but they've won two Two conference tournament championships and gotten the auto bids. Now, now there are two teams of note that have not won a title. Yes, the glaring shutout stands with one men's basketball and two baseball. I wish football had a conference uh, to have that context, but they do not currently. Hopefully, I don't know, next year they're in one, named the Big 12, but I don't think that's going to happen. Will this be the year that the team shut out, change the trend, and that brings us to our Twitter question. When do you expect BYU men's basketball to win a West Coast Conference title? Use the hashtag BYUSN. And that could be regular or, or tournament. Like, they haven't won either. Like, yeah, you've had 10 opportunities, you won none. So, so to me, I give BYU men's basketball one season to, before I expect them to win. Gonzaga is expected to reload. I know that BYU brings a lot of talent. 
It's Gonzaga's conference, and BYU rents land in it until BYU can win a couple in a row or two and three to prove themselves. So this year, Lone Peak 3, Yoli Manchilds, all these guys, <laughs> they're here, right? Payne Dash, everyone's in, right? Stephen Bale, the whole crew. I give them a year before I expect them to win the conference championship. Now, I think they can win the regular and or tournament. I really do because we don't know what uh, Gonzaga brings back. And we don't exactly know how good this BYU men's basketball team. They'll be good, but how good? They will be right away. This isn't when you want BYU to win the West Coast Conference I wanted title. it in 2011. You want it every <laughs> year if you're a BYU fan, obviously, right? When do you expect BYU to break through and win their first West Coast Conference championship regular season or in the tournament in Vegas? Jerem says the Gonzaga Invitational. Give him a year, by its name, please. and then so you're you're predicting 2017, 2018. Yes, twenty in in March of 2018, BYU I expect will win not uh, not only one, but as LeBron James said, two conference championships. At he Melo, actually did four to five, six. You're right. At Melocopter tweeting in, we need to give these guys a year before we raise our expectations. That a baby, they will win the conference in 2018. Yeah, I listen. They can do it next year, but I don't expect them to. That's the question. When do you expect men's basketball to win a WCC title? Yeah, I'm right in line with you. I think well, you man, have to. I was hoping you, there'd be something different. <laughs> it's logic, man. You have to give a year to this team with so many new pieces coming in. Give the coaching staff and the players time to adjust and get back. No, Jerem's looking for some blue goggles. No, no I'm going to put on the blue goggles, and here's the idea here. What do you mean, man? Eric Mika, Nick Emery, <laughs> TJ Haas, all these guys, they're going to win right away. We're going to the Final Four, bro, it takes, next year, it man. It takes time. It just takes time. I don't time. say man. I say man. <laughs> I think that's the way. I think that's the way some fans think, though. I just want to be careful. This applies to football as well. What What do you think that Kalani Sataki in the first year can do? I I w- want to keep the expectations somewhat low so that he can build his program. You don't build things quickly unless you have a bobcat, and that bobcat's name might be Taysom <laughs> Hill. I don't. I don't know. I, I give the football. I actually give the football team more slack than I do the men's basketball team. I give Kalani two years before I go, okay, we need to see a 10-win year. We need to see a 10-win year. So by year three. Yeah, but year three, I start to go, okay, we need to see a 9, 10, 11, like let's get to that point. It takes time for new coaches, new players to transition in, especially with football. But with the basketball team, there's been so much anticipation about the so-called Lone Peak 3 between Eric Mika and Nick Emery and TJ Haas. Now the and emergence company. of Elijah Bryant, who's coming in as a transfer Lot, from Elon. So much talent, right? Like Peyton Dastrup, you mentioned as well. There's And Yoli Manchilds. And Yoli Credit Manchilds. to Blaine Fowler for that. Yeah. That's there, is, there is so much anticipation that I think a lot of people are like, okay, well, now that we've got the, we've got the pieces in place, like championship time. It still takes time. Yeah. It still it, takes time. And you know what's tough? Like baseball hasn't won one either. I, I don't think that people expect baseball to have a ton of success at BYU. In the 80s, yeah, they were ranked number one. Corey Snyder, Rick Aguilera, Wally Joyner, all these guys, they were awesome. They were awesome. Ranked number one in the country at one point. This BYU baseball team gets you excited, but the problem is in baseball that once you get, like Mike Rucker, gone, baby. He gone after this year. See ya. Hayden Nielsen, 200 starts. See ya, starting shortstop. If you're 21 or you've played three years of uh, college baseball, you can bounce. So if BYU has a good year, there's like like after next year, Colton Shaver, he's going to be gone because he's such a good player. He'll be in the minors. So it's really hard to build a program in baseball because you you get this good team and then several of the guys are going to be gone in the next year or two. 
BYU basketball, according to Jerem, is expected to win a West Coast Conference title in the next two years. I think... I, two years from now. I think that they will, yes. I think that they will win one, whenever it is, sometime over the next two years. They'll have four opportunities. Two conference tournaments, two regular season They better win at least one. So it, the standard is low for conference titles. It would be a disappointment if they didn't. And I, I think that the basketball players and the coaches are leading that charge with that expectation. Now let's discuss this angle to it, too. Because we're talking conference championship on the heels of softball, on the heels of baseball being in the mix this week. You don't necessarily have to win the conference championship to make a run in said NCAA tournament. Ask the but, women's volleyball team. But Yes, but it helps because you get a better seed. That's what I'm talking about. Because everyone's calling for the men's basketball team to get to the Sweet 16. I say take down Gonzaga first because then I think you get a better seed, and then you go. Remember Jimmer for that senior year? We celebrated Who? wins over Wofford and Gonzaga, 14 and 11 seeds, like it was this huge deal. It was because BYU hadn't gone in 30-something years, but there was a 14 and 11 because BYU was a three. They had a 30-win no regular there. season. Plus Zero two wins. argument there. Yes, so you don't necessarily have to win the conference title, but it helps a lot with seeding. Our Twitter question today, when do you expect BYU men's basketball to win a West Coast Conference title? Let's get to more of your tweets. It's Twitter time. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation at Don underscore the Mon. When the three amigos from Lone Peak are at least <laughs> juniors, got to get their legs and chemistry back. I think the we are having amigos. a consensus answer for <laughs> one of the very few times in BYU Sports Nation history. Even the fans. Well, I, I need more answers. I need like 100 answers. Have you like seen three. anything but two years? I haven't. At VAR underscore black. I have never heard of the West Coast Conference Tournament, but I think that this will be the year they win the Gonzaga Invitational. That a baby. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, Big 12 talk. Woo! Jaren's excited. Matt Brown of SB Nation joins us. How does BYU TV fit into expansion? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Tomorrow, BYU Baseball plays at Utah, 9 Eastern time. You can listen to it right here on BYU Radio. Watch it on the Pac-12 Network. Remind me, has BYU beaten Utah this year. I believe it's been dose times yeah, this year. that's right. So they go for the season sweep. Ooh, with the Deseret first duel. Make it happen. When do you expect BYU men's basketball to win a WCC title? Our Twitter brain buster of the day at TwinGuy33 says expect to and gotta win the West Coast Conference title this year because next year BYU will be in the Big 12. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Early Elite Tweet of the Day nominee. <laughs> You know, you know it was going to happen. It was only a matter of time. I know. We got through almost one segment without mentioning the Big 12. By the way, I'm seeing a lot more tweets come in now that I said, hey, everyone's saying two years. Everyone's like, no, next year. Next year, yes. BYU. Yes, this is Blue Goggle Nation, bro. We will see. Don't forget about those guys. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is a now repeat guest, Matt Brown of SB Nation. Matt, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, it's a great, great, great to be here. Great, great, great to chat with you guys here. Uh, I really appreciate you sharing the uh, picture of my church ball basketball team. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> just, I, I just asked during the break, what is that picture on Twitter that we tweeted out? And yeah, it's it's your church ball team. 
the, not just my church ball team, but the uh, the stakes champion church ball. Oh, so I, I think that means that you know well I'm done. ready to go challenge everybody across the country now. Well, mm-hmm. I participated in the region champ, so I think we'll meet you in the middle. Uh, I don't even okay, know that, where that you live, good. but we'll meet you in the middle. <laughs> Championship somewhere in Missouri. Let's do that. There we go. There we go. With with BYU softball, <laughs> Matt Brown, church basketball champion and beat reporter for SB Nation, spe- specifying in college athletics. Uh, I, I do want to start with this, now that we've gotten the state championship out of the way. Uh, when, <laughs> when are you going to write an article that mentions BYU Sports Nation, Matt? That is a fair question. Uh, I, I, I should admit that um, during my, my, my conversation here with, uh, with one of the, the BYU TV producers, uh, I, I guess I, we, I erred in not putting this quote in, but they did mention that uh, you guys were, I think, got an Elvis-like reception at the Middle Tennessee State game uh, as, a, as a testament to the, you know, to the, the superpower reach of this program. I'll, I'll have to put that on my to-do list here later okay. in the summer. Okay. And it, in, in case you missed it, BYU Sports Nation, Matt uh, with SB Nation wrote an article about how BYU TV won't, wouldn't be a deterrent uh, in getting to the Big 12. So what did you learn about BYU TV? And feel free to speak openly. Uh, about BYU yeah. TV, in the process of writing this article, you spoke with Michael Miner, the senior coordinating producer here at BYU TV Sports. I, I did. I, you know, I I, uh, I'm, I, I, may not, I may not be the uh, the typical target audience for a, a lot of these programs, right? Like I I knew what BYU TV was, but I I never had it in my home growing up. I spent my life in the Midwest and the East, and my parents were cheap, so we didn't have any like these fancy satellite packages. So. I knew a little bit to the extent that, like, I've watched conference on BYU TV, and I, I know this program, I know a few other shows. But if that's, like, my level, I knew that my, my peers, both within my company and some of the other reporters that don't regularly interact with, with, uh, with Utah, know even less. And I think we've seen that a little bit from some of the, the blogs or, or some of the columns that are written that just sort of say, well, BYU has a TV network. Therefore, that makes things complicated without really taking a look at what that TV network actually is. So I'm glad that we had a chance to, you know, maybe uh, clear up some misconceptions about this being a 24-7 sports network uh, or, or the, kind, the, the kinds of programming, the institutional mission. And when you, when you really get into the specifics, I think it becomes a bit more clear how this is something that could fit in uh, supporting a network or supporting conference programming rather than competing with it like, say, a Longhorn network like. You just mentioned that BYU TV is not a 24-7 sports network, which some people think because we do air our fair share of live events, and it's not like the Longhorn Network. What were some other misconceptions that you felt like could be cleared up through your article? You know, I, I think it's, you, you, want, you want to take a look at this, because it's not just not just a 24-7 sports network, but it's, you, there's a, a chance to look a little bit more in-depth into actually what kinds of sports or what kind of sports programming uh, is, is done on here. It's not like this channel is showing five or six football games a year. It's not like it's a for-profit entity that uh, is going to, you know, fight for some of those same rebroadcast situations that say the Big Ten Network will, um, knowing how important those are. Um, and and we talk a little bit more specifically about some kind of the support or shoulder programming, similar to to what this is, which then can be used to actually augment what what a network or you know other specific conference programming is being done. So at the end of the day, did you uh, you feel like BYU TV would not be a deterrent in getting to, into the Big Twelve? Where do you stand on that? I, I I don't. At the end of the day, uh, I don't think it's nearly as big of an issue as perhaps other columnists or other or other writers are making it out to be. I'm not sure if it's going to be a gigantic boon. 
necessarily, but the idea of a potential expansion candidate um, not being accepted because of disagreements over the rebroadcasting of volleyball games or a couple <laughs> of, uh, you know, out-of-conference basketball games against, like, Division three teams or something, like, is that really going to be the sticky point? That just, that just seems really hard to believe, especially when you, when you have a chance to, to bring in a network that is so uh, firmly in, uh, intertwined with one of the Big 12's biggest broadcast partners, and that's ESPN. The College League Manager at SB Nation, Matt Brown. Follow him on Twitter, at MattSBN, is joining us on BYUSN right now. Where do you stand on all of this Big 12 expansion talk? Now, to give you some, some background, Jerem is like, look, just let me know when something happens. I'm good to not really get into it. I am more of in the middle, like, it's intriguing to me. I think it's interesting. It certainly creates off-season fodder. There are some people that can't get enough of it and just hinge on every single word. Where do you stand on this? I have a lot of sympathy for people who are more on the, I never want to read about this again, because it feels like a lot of the stories that we're writing, we could just change the timestamp and plug it back in a year or two ago and <laughs> similar to the, same, to the same story. There's Every been, May! I know. There's been so much talking and deliberating and data. I'm like, man, like, I, I wrote all the data you needed like two and a half off-seasons ago. But uh, on the other hand, if, if we're being honest, like, let's look at what the other major national college football stories are. Like, would I rather write another Big 12 story? Would I rather write another article about Jim Harbaugh's satellite camp tour? Like, if that's my choice, <laughs> you know, get me on the phone with Bob Bowlesby and let's, let's talk about Texas Tech for the next month. Yeah, exactly. And, and as, as this continues to you know it it simmers and then it uh you know heats up dies down the whole thing do you think that the big 12 is going to expand at some point in the future and if so when i do uh i i i expect some kind of resolution to be uh to come out here before the beginning of football season really I think we finally reached yes i, I think we, we legitimately have finally reached a tipping point within the administrators in this conference, realizing that if all we do is continue to just publicly deliberate again and again and again, we are hurting the public perception of this league. We need to actually make a decision. And, you know, what decision that's going to be is going to depend on what they decide to do with their television situation, which is uh, really kind of complicated and problematic. Uh, But I expect this story, one way or the other, to be done or reach some kind of conclusion before the actual football game starts in September. Now, who holds the power in that conference? Because David Bourne has been the face of the expansion conversation because he's been the almost voice of the Big 12 to a degree. I know Bob Bowlesby is commissioner. But then Texas sits there and is kind of quiet, and they make the most money, and that speaks the loudest. But Oklahoma produced a college football playoff and Final Four team, so they feel like they have a little more sway. I mean, it really is still Texas being the most important voice in the room, especially because just about any decision this conference wants to make is going to hinge on what happens with the Longhorn Network. Yeah. If you can't reach a conclusion or an agreement with the Longhorn Network, you can't start a conference television network. That completely limits your options here. Now, as Texas isn't being as bombastic as it was a couple of years ago because they have a different university president, they have a different athletic director, and uh, I think their, their bargaining position is a little bit humbled given that they've struggled a little bit, and it's not, it's not the boom times that things were a couple of years ago. But... It, it, it really is still, with them being the biggest voice, they have the, the most influence on some of these other smaller Texas programs that are not going to have the same post-Big 12 options that Texas will. Uh, but certainly Oklahoma is a very important voice in that group as well. You say that you expect some sort of resolution in terms of whether or not the conference is going to expand before the football game start. David Boren said before the end of the year. You, do you think that he said that to take some of the pressure off of the media 
pressing for what what the answer is going to be, and and you think that really it's it's going to be yes or no before September second? Uh, you know that that that's certainly a possibility. West Virginia's athletic director, I think, a week or two before that, had indicated that they want a decision with the next like ninety to one hundred and eighty days. You know, by the end of the year, is going to buy them some wiggle room if things get a little bit weird with these TV conversations, or if they need to they need some extra data for whatever reason. If the first you know hundred spreadsheets weren't enough, um, it would surprise me if they allowed this storyline to continue, and that's potentially you know undermine a, a, a really good Big Twelve football team throughout the year. If it's if the national conversation becomes, hey, look, Baylor's doing all these great things, but what about Cincinnati? Which will definitely happen if this doesn't get wrapped up before the end of the summer. If the Big Twelve expands, do you see it uh, expanding to twelve or fourteen? I think twelve is the most likely. I know that the Big Twelve has modeled fourteen. They, they have discussed that. They've discussed fourteen with affiliate members, fourteen with with full members. Uh, if you are starting a conference network, there's some advantages to going 14 and in increasing your conference inventory. You're just going to have the rights to more football games. Um, but that would also create some 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 uh, revenue dilution and I, I think would make it a little bit less palatable, especially since those administrators aren't super enthusiastic about any one particular program. So 12 would be the most, make the most sense as a compromise. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Matt Brown of SB Nation with us on BYU Sports Nation. So besides Texas, which other Big 12 schools are leaning more towards no when it comes to the expansion conversation? So the Cincinnati Inquirer report, uh, reported that it was Texas Tech and TCU. And from you know, the, the little that I've kind of heard uh, specifically about that, I, I think TCU is, is more firmly on the no side than, than Tech. But I don't think either of them are, are so far gone down that point that they, that they wouldn't potentially change their minds. You know, Texas still has an, a, large, a large amount of influence with TCU because they're the reason that TCU is in the conference. There's a little bit of a mentality of wanting to shut the door behind them or if, uh, if adding other teams would potentially uh, damage their own, their own position here within the league. Um, you know, if you, if you have a smaller athletic, uh, athletic department, losing a little bit of that Big 12 money divided up matters more than it does if you're uh, a behemoth athletic department like in Oklahoma. So, you know, those two are going to be interesting. But even everybody else that's pro-expansion has different goals or what they want out of expansion. You know, that's kind of been the general theme of of this conference, really, since it's been created, is that there hasn't been any kind of unified voice or direction for any kind of policy. Like there is for the SEC or there is for the Big Ten. And that makes it hard for them to really do anything. Matt Brown of SB Nation with us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Okay, let's uh, switch gears. We've gotten the Big 12 update. Now we get to the other burning topic within BYU football, (laughs) and that is who will be the starting quarterback for the Cougars against Arizona on September 3rd, Taysom Hill or Tanner Mangum? Now, if if I recall correctly, gentlemen, the last time I was on this program, uh, one of you asked me, but what I thought Taysom Hill was going to do. And I went into this long, prolonged spiel about how I thought it was very probable that he would be playing somewhere else. And then later that afternoon, uh, he announced that he was staying. And I looked very stupid. <laughs> I am very stupid. So <laughs> I will uh, allow myself the opportunity to potentially do that again. I would be really surprised if it's not Tanner. Um, I, I, think, I think Tanner fits a little bit better with the direction that BYU's offense wants to go under their new coaching staff, and uh, Hill's exact health situation is still a little bit of a question mark. Uh, but I would imagine that they would both play. All right, Matt. Hey, sorry about making you look dumb, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's 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 a big part of my job. That was I, exactly. I, I have to look dumb Take and risks. I have to own that dumbness. 
That was not intentional, and I hope you know that. <laughs> Take risks. And, yeah, that's not on us. You're right. <laughs> Matt, really intriguing stuff. Uh, great article. If you haven't read it, uh, where can people see that article right now, Matt, if they haven't uh, read your, I guess, your inquiry into BYU TV and how it would fit into Big 12 expansion? Sure. If you head to vanquishthefoe.com, which is the SB Nation uh, BYU affiliate, you will find that story on the front page. And if you scroll down, you're going to find a couple other of my most recent dispatches on the Big 12 including some uh, statistical breakdown on where the football teams all stack up and some of the other data uh, behind uh, how this process is playing out. You got it, man. Matt, thanks for the time. You bet. Anytime, fellas. Take care. Matt Brown on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He says Tanner Mangum will be the starting quarterback between BYU and Mm. Arizona on September 3rd. How far away is that again? Countdown to the Wildcats. 110. That's pretty good. 110 days away. Are we going to celebrate getting into double digits? Yeah. That's when it kind of heats up for me. 99? Yeah. Because it's three months. 100. Well, and then at that point, 99 days to the first game, it's like two months to fall camp almost. Months, though. Up next, Utah's favorite over BYU. What? Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, hanging out in Studio B and Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The regular season ends this week for BYU baseball. They play Utah tomorrow, then a three-game series with Santa Clara Thursday and Friday. We'll have those live for you at 8 Eastern time on BYU TV. We should mention that Saturday's game is on ESPNU at the uh, same time, 8 Eastern time. So fun to have ESPNU in the house. This tweet in from a family member of BYU baseball player Kyle Dean. Stuart Dean at STU Utah. Needs some help, but BYU baseball wins the regular season title with a sweep of Santa Clara and at least one loss each by St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Now, St. Mary's doesn't matter as much because there is a tiebreaker, I realize, with the seating. But if you can, you can tie for a conference title. So BYU is basically worrying. St. Mary's tied with BYU right now, but Gonzaga is one game up with three at San Diego to be the number one seed for yeah, BYU to be the number care, one seed. I don't care about the seeding. That is I really the case. don't. I want a trophy though in baseball. BYU needs to sweep Santa Clara and have at least one loss from Gonzaga no, to clinch a share. Not, not necessarily. They just need to be plus one. They need to be plus one after the weekend is over. Yeah, I think that's the I get scenario. what he's what he's getting at. Yeah. St. Mary's and Gonzaga don't lose series, but they have lost a game, and so it it seems unlikely that those teams would lose a series. But it's but but, but be, it's possible because sports, man. Yes, I because sports. Uh, by the way, here are the rest of our. BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU softball has already locked up another trip to the NCAA tournament. They will take on number 15 seed Missouri in the Columbia Regional Thursday at 8 Eastern on ESPN2. BYU just won a third consecutive WCC title after beating San Diego in 12 innings on Friday. Thanks to Gordy Bravo and her BYU Sports Nation karma heroics. Very nice. So softball on ESPN2 this week, baseball on ESPNU and BYU TV, of course. Uh, BYU baseball won Friday and Saturday at San Francisco. They won the series. They've clinched a berth in the West Coast Conference tournament. They're one game back of Gonzaga with three left, as we mentioned. The Batcats face Utah tomorrow in Salt Lake, 9 Eastern time on BYU Radio and the Pac-12 Network. Patrick Fishburne of BYU Men's Golf tees off today at the NCAA Regionals in New Mexico. About He's one of ago. five individual golfers in the tournament. Fishburne scheduled, uh, as Jerem just mentioned, 
to tee off 10 minutes ago, so he's probably somewhere in the middle of the fairway on number one. Exactly. He, yeah, exactly. He's, a, he's <laughs> about to crush it onto the green right now. Daniel Summerhays finished tied for 23rd in the Players' Championship at four under. Zach Blair finished tied for 49th at one over. Summerhays now sits in 65th in the FedEx Cup standings. Blair is 70th. We just learned from Matt Brown of SB Nation, who is a college sports beat writer for BYU and Ohio State. He says he feels the decision will be made on Big 12 expansion before the football season begins. So a yes or no if they're going to expand or not. And he tells us that Tanner Mangum will be the starting quarterback on September 3rd against that's, Arizona. That's what he thinks. We that's asked, his opinion. Yeah, we asked him. Tanner or Taysom. We set him up. So hopefully he's wrong again. To crush his dreams. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that he was, uh, he was so embarrassed about the last one. That was really yeah, funny. That was funny. Okay. Uh, Jeremy and I have only played this segment or this game if you will one time on the show so it's time we bring it back for round two what what on BYU Sports Nation all right here's how it works (laughs) (laughs) W-U-T what it's a 2016 game Jeremy and I present situations to each other to which we respond with a level of what and then give an explanation. A level of what? Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. Try. I don't let's, know how let's to go, do Let's go, man. Let's, Number, let's go. All right. Number one, Jerem. Utah football, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over BYU. What? No, this makes sense to me. Seven-and-a-half? Yes, because it's on the road, so you give that team at least three. Okay. And then Utah... Uh, survived, you know, in, in, and have won five in a row. So to me, seven and a half is probably fair. The the game here's the thing, though. Generally, these games have been decided by a single score or less. So, exactly. Okay, I, feel, I would rather have it be like six or six and a half. That would that's be where fair. I would put yeah. the line. Okay. Six points. So I say, uh, what? Yeah. Seven and a half too high. I have no idea how we categorize what level of what. And that could be. We just want to say down. the word what. That's it, the excuse for that this. That line could move game. down, but to, to initially come at seven and a half is just too high yeah. in a very heated rivalry football game. Number two. Number two, Gordy Marissa. Don't call me Marissa Bravo. Uses the BYU Sports Nation karma for a 12th inning game winning RBI to clinch the West Coast Conference title, Spencer. What? Of course she did. There's is that no a minion su- version? There's no surprise there. She had the karma. BYU goes 12 innings. She delivers what we expect her to do, and that was a game-clinching RBI. It wasn't a walk-off because it was on the road. conference title clinching, baby. clinched the conference championship. What's awesome about that, remember, Sapo only plays seven. They don't play nine. So that's like a 14-inning game in baseball. Five extra nice. innings. Yep, very nice. Number three, BYU as a whole is 0-3 against Missouri teams this season. What? Football, women's basketball, that's, that's and gymnastics. <laughs> Yeah, what's up with that? So now softball plays Missouri at Missouri. They need to get it done for everybody. For everybody. Football, women's hoops, and gymnastics. They need to get it done. So, Looking at you, softball. We'll talk to Ashley Thompson coming up next. She's in studio, so we're calling her out right now. We need a win. Beat the Tigers. Number four. Number four. Men's soccer played a team called Golden State over the uh, weekend, and it's not the Warriors. What? Steph Curry? <laughs> Clay Thompson <laughs> kicking a goal at Scott if you're Sterling? Go- Listen, if you're Golden State, <laughs> you need to change your name right now. 
That, the brand is really strong. It's not the state of Cal- like young people don't know that the state of California is the golden, is the golden state. state. They just know that it's the Warriors. It's the Warriors. So if you're a men's soccer team and you're Golden State, you're going to be harassed about this forever. So it's, just do yourselves a favor and change the no, name. I, ch- I change your mind. It's actually really smart because they're playing off the brand. And now, guess what? Guess what? We're talking about this PDL team on our show because it's Golden State. <laughs> they won. They won. Number five, Mike Littlewood questions then confirms his math on Twitter about BYU clinching the West Coast Conference tournament berth. Let's both do this. What say ye, Jerem? Level of what? <laughs> At first, it was like, so did they? Are you? I would prefer that you just email someone and find out, but uh, yeah, they did make it, so he was right. Uh, what? Uh, what? <laughs> what? Mike, you're, you're the mathematician, man. It's all good. Figure it out on Twitter. You, you, hey, you bring him in from third... And, uh, yeah, don't, don't worry Twitter. about the Twitter, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our Twitter question today. What do you expect BYU men's basketball to win? When do you expect them to win a West Coast Conference title? Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Up next, Ashley Thompson, first baseman on the BYU West Coast Conference championship softball team, just helped the Cougars clinch an eighth straight conference title. Plus your Cougar whip round in just a bit. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B. Remember, if you miss an episode of this show live, the rebroadcast airs each and every weeknight starting promptly at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Exactly. At 6 Eastern time. That's right. Hey, tomorrow at exactly 9 Eastern time, <laughs> BYU baseball plays at Utah in the home of the Salt Lake Bees. Uh, at 9 Eastern time on BYU Radio and the Pac-12 Network. It's game three. BYU's won the first two games. All Colton Shaver does is hit homers against those guys. So look for that tomorrow. BYU and where they fit into the RPI coming up in just a bit in the Cougar Whip Around. Our Twitter question today, when do you expect BYU men's basketball to win a West Coast Conference title? That on the heels of softball winning another WCC title, baseball contending, women's volleyball and women's soccer dominating in the WCC. So we ask, when will BYU basketball break that streak? Send in your responses Use using the hashtag, hashtag BYUSN. Yeah. Joining us now, one of the members of the now eight consecutive conference championship winning BYU yeah. softball yeah. program. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> is Ashley Thompson, the first visit. Ashley, welcome to Studio B. Thanks for having me. Okay. What's it like to clinch the conference championship in 12 innings on Friday night? It was definitely exhausting. It was a long game, probably three and a half to four hours, but... It was a good win, so good victory. What was that moment like? Because you guys know the stakes, right? In mm-hmm. the game, you're like, okay, if we win, we win the title. Yeah. Did you know it's time? Yeah. Okay, so Gordy Bravo gets a hit there. What's that moment like as a team? It's super exciting. I mean, we, we had we only had to win one game to win the conference, so we didn't. We tried not to put too much pressure on ourselves, but it was definitely it was great. So. Did you want to come on the show so you could get some BYU Sports Nation karma because of what Gordy did? Yep, that's exactly <laughs> why I'm here. I actually asked to be on. There's so. always an agenda. <laughs> and I think you brought a friend, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, let's bring it up. Oh, There's the trophy! Snap. There There's the trophy! Is. The champions! Very nice. Let's the championship trophy. Yeah. <laughs> That is beautiful. It just looks right, doesn't it? It's better it? than the MPSF one, that's for sure. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jerem? <laughs> we have the men's volleyball trophy right there. Yours is way better. Yeah, definitely better. <laughs> we saw this with women's golf when Carrie Roberts came in as well. <laughs> beautiful. I think that next year's trophy is already being sent to BYU. <laughs> that, I could be mistaken for that, but eight in a row. Three straight in the West Coast Conference, eight straight overall, now a 12th consecutive 
NCAA tournament trip. I'm I'm guessing that the winning tradition had something to do with you picking BYU softball, correct? Oh, absolutely. No. <laughs> you got another trophy right now, and now you're back in the NCAA tournament facing Missouri. Did you feel the pressure that we were putting on you during the yeah, last segment? Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> Did you hear the history <laughs> this for year? That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't mean anything, so we're uh, going to change that. <laughs> yeah, you played Missouri earlier this year, right? Yeah. Well, it was 16 to 6 or something? Yeah. That was a while ago. You're probably yeah. two different teams. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like maybe now will be different because it's been a while? Well, that was kind of – that was in Palm Springs, I think. But it was our very last game. It was late at night. Everyone was tired. And I don't know. It was just a completely different environment than we're going to create for ourselves when we go. So, What do you remember about that team uh, from the first time that you played them? Um, Great hitters. Very aggressive. So – got to be looking for that. Kind of going to keep him down, though. And we just got to string some hits, some hits together. We'll be good, though. What was the weekend like? Because you win the conference, you know you're in, and then you want to see – so you celebrate that fact mm-hmm. that you're in the, in the tournament as well. And then you see another opponent. So how quickly did you – or have you – turned the page from sweet one title we're in, now we got a game to play, or a couple games to play? Oh, immediately. We all just kind of were like, all right, we got it. We – Got the conference title that we wanted. Now it's time to move on, prepare for the next thing. So, When Kenna Bull is pitching, and she has done so a lot this year, um, what is that like as a fielder behind her at times? Is it, is it? Do you get bored? I think that's what we're getting at. Do you get bored when she's striking everybody out? Oh, no. It's exciting for us. <laughs> it's super exciting for us. We get pumped for her, and I think it pumps her up as well. So everyone gets super excited about you it. You pitched last year. Yeah. When did you and the coaches decide that you weren't going to do that anymore, at least this year? Um, we just decided that it'd be like better for the team that if I just focused on my bat because that was what I brought to the table more than anything. So, yeah. I think that it's been decently we- uh, good uh, for you. Well, gooderness <laughs> for you. Uh, 408, so you're better than Ted Williams. Uh, 49 <laughs> RBIs, 13 homers. What's what's a, and I noticed stolen bases. I want to ask you about that in a second. What's been going so well? Why have you been hitting so well this season? You think? Um, I've just taken the pressure off myself I've, a lot. Like I've kind of just been not going through the motions, but trying to focus on really not thinking about anything. That's when I do my best. Is when I'm kind of have a clear mind. So would you say you cleared the mechanism? Actually, cleared the mechanism. You cleared the mechanism. That's from oh, a yeah. mo- That's from a movie. Oh, I pr- yeah. apparently haven't seen it. <laughs> Clear the mechanism. <laughs> so, so you don't you don't necessarily like focus on certain things in the at bat. You cr- try and clear completely. I completely clear everything mm. out. Yeah. And that's worked really well. Four uh-huh. eight. At one point in a two game span earlier this year, you went seven for seven with three home runs. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when do you when do you know? Okay, yeah, the ball looks as big as the moon, and I'm just crushing it. Uh, yeah, if I like the third at bat, I'm kind of just, it's, it seems like a basketball <laughs> at that point. So. <laughs> That's awesome. I've only experienced that at the batting cages with the slow pitch. <laughs> Can you go to the batting cages and like, like, a, like a regular person and uh, you know, enjoy that, or do you, do you have to it's, challenge yourself? It's always a challenge. It's not exactly something that I do for fun. Yeah. <laughs> I Bat mean, softball I, softball I do for fun, but I, yeah. I don't go to the batting cages on like a date or anything like that. So <laughs> That would be the worst thing probably <laughs> yeah. for you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The West Coast Conference Awards uh, expected out tomorrow. If you had a vote for player of the year, who gets it, Ashley? Oh, myself, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> not, not Libby Suck? No. Um, no, yeah, I would give it to Libby. Um, there's a girl in LMU who's doing pretty, uh, pretty well this year, so I would probably 
give my vote to her. So, but other than that, I mean, I hope I get it. <laughs> do, do you expect to be an All-American in some way? Would that mean something to you? Do I expect it? Uh, yes. No. You want it. <laughs> I, of course. Who wouldn't want that? But I'm really, I don't expect that at all. You were the valedictorian in high school. Yeah. Connell, no, Connell is right? Is this the same yes. high school as the Hadleys? Yes. Matt? Mm-hmm. Spencer? Okay. Was there a connection there? Um, there might be. Who knows? So did you know about, like, when did you first hear about BYU? When did you want to come to BYU for the first time? I didn't even know what a Mormon was until I got to, I moved to Connell my freshman year in high school, and so that's when I found out what a Mormon even was. You didn't so. even know what Mormons were <laughs> nope, until high no school? No, no idea. <laughs> my dad jokes with me, because I used to call them, when I had no idea what it was, I would call them Mortons. <laughs> so... <laughs> The more they have, a steakhouse? they have great salt. <laughs> yeah, they have exactly. Amazing salt. Mortons <laughs> in Utah. That's funny. So, so what um, ultimately led you to BYU? Um, I came on my visit, and I really liked the environment and the coaches and everything. And I connected with a few girls on the team pretty well. And I don't know, it, it just felt right. And you just kind of know. So, what, what's it like for you? Because it, you're one of the most televised teams, softball teams in the country. You can tell your friends and family, hey, you can watch. Yeah. You can watch, and they have a really good play-by-play, Spencer Linton. Like, it's awesome. What, what's that like when you tell your friends and family about it? Oh, it's, they love it. They feed off of it. They love being able to watch from home. And I, I'm grateful that they are able to because they don't necessarily – they're not able to come to everything, obviously. So I'm grateful for it, and so are they. We ask everybody this same question because of what Coach De La Housey does at first base. Mm-hmm. When you are rewarded with a piece of candy. So what is your go-to candy at first base? Uh, mine is green M&M's. Mm. Green M&M's. And it's yeah. not anything. I don't, I don't eat green M&M's particularly outside of uh, softball. It's just I think it had something to do with my freshman year. I was like on a streak. Um, and I had to happen to pick the green M&M's like three times in a row. And so it just was like, oh, well, obviously this is the candy that I need, so <laughs> just kind of went with it. Good mojo. Yep. You're, you're six two, and you've stolen twelve of thirteen <laughs> bases to lead the team this year. That it, what is it? Sixty feet, I think, between bases. Yeah. Double. Yeah. So it's like four strides. Exactly. And then you dive, yep. and you're in. Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> That's the only reason. Everyone's like, "Oh, you must be like wicked fast for your head." I'm like, "No, I just." I'm pretty sure I just catch them off guard. They're like, oh, she's stealing? <laughs> <laughs> then you look at the stats, you're 12, 13. <laughs> I'm guessing at some point women's volleyball has contacted you or will contact you about uh, transitioning over. 6-2? Yeah. No, no contact from Heather Olmstead? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Gordon Egan's like, Spencer, don't even go there. <laughs> Congratulations on another conference championship, and uh, we'll be uh, looking for what happens with West Coast Conference Awards, and Good luck against Missouri. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Thanks yeah. so much. Go, go, you know, the, Mor- the Mortons in Missouri. It'll be great. <laughs> the Mortons, yep. Yeah. The We'd also like you to sign our stretch wide flag. Ashley, All if you right. don't mind, you can, you can sign up high yeah. because yeah, if you, yeah. you'd probably be the tallest. Yeah, Alexa Gray. I don't Gra- know who that is, but. Well, the, the oh. tallest one way up there out of sight is Eric Mika. Because <laughs> we, said, we said Russell Larson signed it up. Yeah. I think, I think that's the tallest female signature we've right had. Right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Nicely done. Ashley Thompson of BYU Women's Softball. Champions again headed back to the NCAA tournament. Up next, BYU not favored against Utah. And where did the Cougar baseballers sit in the RPI? Stay with us. B to the Y to the U Sports Nation, presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. 
It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Softball is in the NCAA tournament. They'll face the 15 seed Missouri Tigers in the Columbia Regional Thursday, 8 Eastern time on ESPN2 because the Cougars clinched their third straight WCC title and eighth straight conference championship after they beat San Diego in 12 innings Friday thanks to a game-winning RBI from who was on the show earlier in the week? Gordy Bravo. Baseball. Won both Friday and Saturday after losing Thursday to win the series at San Francisco two games to one. They've now clinched a berth in the WCC tournament. Remain one game back of Gonzaga in first place with three games to go. The Batcats take on Utah and Salt Lake City tomorrow 9 Eastern. Listen live on BYU Radio and watch it on the Pac-12 Network. The Cougars are 44th in the latest RPI in good shape. Golf. Patrick Fishburne of the golf team teed off at the NCAA Regionals in New Mexico about half an hour ago. He's one of five individual golfers in the tournament. He birdied the first hole. Told you he was in fairway. And is currently tied for sixth at one under. Attaboy, Patrick. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays finished tied for 23rd in the Players' Championship at four ah! under par. Zach Blair finished tied for 49th at one over. Summerhays now sits 65th in the FedEx Cup standings. Blair currently 70th. Jerem? Soccer. This course is electric. The men's team played to a 1-1 draw against the Golden State Warriors force for the Lakers Saturday. They'll face the Las Ma- that No, it's the Golden State Force. They face the Las Vegas Mobsters tonight at 10.30 Eastern. Look out. Steph Curry. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Hanneman hit a double and scored three runs yesterday for the Tennessee Smokies in double-A ball. Volleyball. The women's team beat Tsai Jing University in Very four sets. Very nicely done. I hope that was. On the men's side, off the block in their way-too-early projection of the top ten for the men's uh, volleyball teams for 2017. Now the Cougars ranked second, Ohio State first. And if you missed it when we played, what? BYU football, seven-and-a-half-point underdogs to the University of Utah in game number two of the approaching football season. Well, well, well. We meet again. Today's Rise and Shout, brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves it? Softball, eight straight conference championship, the epitome of consistency at a high level at Brigham Young. Our Twitter question today, when do you expect BYU men's basketball to win a West Coast Conference title in the spirit of softball winning again? Two years. I say two years as well. They will win one of four, a tournament championship or the regular season one of four in the Wings next two both. years. At Ron Bond 2015 says, People don't want to jump on the train early, but I feel this is the year if we get one good wing player with a scholarship. Our elite tweet of the day from at BYU LASF Jazz. Pretty positive we will have the title for the next three years. Blue Goggles halfway on. Halfway? That's halfway? all the way, baby. Thanks to Matt Brown, Ashley Thompson, and everyone on the crew. Show on demand. Download the podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app for Jeremy. I'm Spencer. Shout out to Jerry Martin. See you tomorrow.